Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Atlanta Falcons Nation on a Thursday afternoon at 2.30 p.m. I'm glad you guys are tuning in and getting ready for this very special episode today. I'm excited about this one because we have a special guest in the house. And before we introduce her, let's introduce ourselves in case this is the first time for you to be watching this channel. Um, who do I have right next to me? I am Lisa, representing the A and the Dirty Birds. Oh, absolutely. I love your scarf. Yes, we are pumped. Even though football, football is here. Football is coming up. We're prepped. We're hyped. We're ready. We're getting, you know, we're excited. Even though it is pre, you know, practice and everything else. Anyway, we see some pads and players and competition and just a little bit of that action. I'm more excited about that, definitely. So, Lisa, are yes, you Yes, ma'am. I can't, I mean, it just seems like the offseason is so long. And then when preseason comes or training camp and then preseason, we got Detroit next week. I'm ready. I am ready. I am ready. And very excited for our special guests as well today. Absolutely. And before we get to it, let's just give a shout out to a couple of people in the chat. I appreciate you guys. I see Marwan. I see Matt, Mike, Melvin. How are you guys today? I appreciate everybody's tuning in, but let's go ahead and introduce our special guest of the day. Go ahead and place her name up here. I know a drum roll, drum roll. Kelly Price from Fox 5 Sports. She's the reporter and Rise Up Tonight host. Hello, Kelly. Kelly's in the house. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Thanks for having, you know, thanks for just being able to take the time out of your busy day to even giving us a little bit of your time. So we are honored to have you here. So, hey, let's get right to it. I know everybody's here and excited to start to hear just a little bit about Falcons football. But first and foremost, you got to get a little bit about, notice, know something about you. Not everybody knows who Kelly Price is outside of TV and interviewing. <laughs> so you grew up in Tampa, Florida and majored in journalism at the University of Florida. Um, tell us what inspired you on this sports journalism career path and what led you to Atlanta? Yeah, uh, all the Bulldogs may be out there. Don't hold it against me that I'm a Gator. Um, there actually uh -oh. are a lot of us here in uh -oh. Atlanta. Uh -oh. so there's, words, Kelly. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of trash talk about that, but I will lay low because, you know, the Gators are not, you know, as good as Georgia has been lately. So I will lay low on that. But I'm um, very proud of where I went to school and where I'm from. Um, it obviously got me to where I am today. Um, so basically, you know, I've been here for, I just celebrated actually my third year work anniversary was last week. Congratulations. So congratulations. Um, so I've been here three years, which doesn't feel like three years because of COVID and kind of the way time has worked the last three years. But before that, I was in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I covered the Green Bay Packers, Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee Brewers, um, and had a great time up in Wisconsin doing that for two years. Before that, I actually worked for the Gators as their in-house uh, like digital reporter after I graduated. And before that, I was in school. Uh, so that's kind of my like professional resume. Um, but I've always wanted to be in journalism. I was like a nerd in high school going to journalism camps in high school. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> um, I played tennis. I didn't play any like, you know, fancy sports. I played tennis. So it wasn't, you know, sports were never my career path in life. So um, 
I was only really then. So it wasn't your career path, but now you are covering it. Yeah, I mean, I've always loved sports. My um, dad went to Texas. My mom went to Texas A&M. So I grew up every Thanksgiving waking up to watch Texas, Texas A&M, which I'm really glad the SEC is bringing that uh, rivalry game back. But I'm big football family. My family's from Texas originally. So we've always grown up watching it. Um, and, you know, I've just kinda, I kind of love all sports. I really don't even have a favorite. I love baseball as well. Soccer here, obviously a big sport in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, all of it, I love it all. Um, just grew up in a really kind of passionate household for sports and um, have always loved it. And I always knew I was going to be a journalist from kind of a young age because I always was very interested in storytelling. I was always very curious, asking questions, wanting to tell people stories and interested in, you know, the details of people's lives and what they're doing. Um, so, yeah. Very and cool. um, what brought you to Atlanta? Yeah. So, um, like I said, I was in Green Bay before this and it's very cold up there. Uh, <laughs> And I'm from Florida originally, so that was a big adjustment for me. And, you know, being away from family and stuff is tough um, for me being that far. You know, it was always yeah. like a three connection flight to get home and that kind of thing. So I just wanted to get kind of more in the southeast, kind of closer to home, if anything, with my job that I was looking for at the time. And this just kind of came up through like mutual connections. I don't even think I ever actually like formally applied for this job. Um, I just kind of like you know, a friend knew my now boss and kind of recommended me and we did an interview and um, yeah, kind of the rest is history. I've, I've, I'm super happy here. I love my coworkers. We have the best, in my opinion, sports team in the market. We have a huge team and yeah. we need it in this market because there's so much going on. Um, and even in like the football off season. So oh, yeah. it's, it's been it's awesome. Very busy, haven't it? Yes. Oh my gosh. With the Braves and everything and even the Hawks. I mean, it's, there's really no downtime, which is good. I mean, you want that. Yeah. So um, I love it here. I understand about being um, in the Wisconsin cold. I went to our 2018, 18 game, I believe it was against the Packers. I was there. <laughs> that was a snow game, wasn't it? That I don't remember, but all I know is it was 12 degrees and I'm from Atlanta. And listen, I was like, I couldn't even feel my face. It was so cold. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was my last game up there before I came here, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. Oh. it was like week like 17 or something. Yeah, it was, it was like the end of the like, season. Yeah, yeah. A, a Packers friend talked me into it, talking about, oh, you got to experience Lambeau in December. Yeah. And part of me was just like, man, I don't know. But I went and I was just like, and of course, it's a historic field. And you know what I'm saying? But it's very cool. I mean, like, objectively, it is very cool. And, you know, I toured Lambeau, but that cold, I was like, never again, never again Girl. past October. Yeah, I'll, I go sleep to the cold. <laughs> I'll sleep in the cold, but I just don't like the cold when I have to be in it all yes. the time. Yes. It's so screwed up there that I literally would like, it'd be like 30 degrees in the spring and I'd be like, oh, it's nice today. Like, that's like where you get when you live up there. Like, oh my. That's kind of how one of our co-hosts, um, his name is Will, well, Coach um, Unchained, he's in Seattle and he, he'll hold up his phone. Oh, it's 60 degrees here. It's warm. Yes. It's like, what do you mean it's warm? <laughs> We're over here with coats and blankets because we, and, and snowshoes because yeah. we don't handle it. It's, it's, it don't get it don't even get cold in December like that. Extremely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so but let's go ahead and get right into the next one. Lisa, you wanted to go ahead and yeah. kind of okay. get this one. So Kelly, I was watching Good Morning Football yesterday and they were talking about kind of like the unspoken rules of sports journalism, like you're not supposed to cheer in press boxes or ask players for autographs or uh, you know, selfies, mm -hmm. but 
they all admitted to at least one time breaking that rule. So I wanted to find out from you, have you ever broken that rule? And if so, who was the player that you were willing to be like, hey, I got to get this picture? I can't say I've like broken those rules, but I will tell a story um, of the first time I like got really starstruck by, okay. and actually the only time I've gotten starstruck by a player. Because um, when you're so close to this, like, I mean, I consider some of these guys like kind of like coworkers because I see them on a daily basis. I talk yeah. to them, like I ask them how their family's doing. Like, it's a very like casual thing to me because I'm so close to it. So they're not like crazy superstars to me necessarily. They're just kind of people. Um, so the one time that I did get starstruck though in my life was when I was an intern in New York City covering the Yankees. It was one of Derek Jeter's last season. Oh, of course, oh. yeah. And here I am, yeah. intern. I'm like holding a mic in front of Derek Jeter. I'm like. Holy crap, that's Derek Jeter. I mean, I grew up watching him. Like, I baseball was a big part of my family, too. My grandpa was a humongous uh, Yankees fan. So, like, I grew up watching Derek Jeter for sure. And I'm sitting there like, holy cow, that's Derek Jeter. Um, so that's the only time I've ever – I mean, I didn't get a picture with him or anything. I don't even think I said anything. I probably was just like my mouth was like open, yeah. looking like an <laughs> idiot. But, um, but that's the only time I've really gotten, like, starstruck that I can remember. That's a big one. I have That's to big. admit, um, for me, I saw I was in an AT&T store up near Perimeter Mall, Dr. J sitting there, nobody around him. I was like, you know, you, you don't want to be disrespectful and infringe on their, you know, time. But I was like, when else am I going to get to meet Dr. J? And he obliged. And I, I still have that picture in my phone. And it's great. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that story. It's it's I do I love it too like going like especially at the um, previous stadium you know Georgia Dome uh, where we could see the players it was a little bit more accessible for the fans mm. it was exciting just to be able to kind of see that and interact with them and yeah I used to work in the airport too so not only did I was you know seeing football players I was seeing wrestlers so it's like and then of course they tell you you can't go up to them you can't get an autograph you can't do anything so it was just like hey how you doing. <laughs> You know, right. so you know, you I think it. that's exciting though. But yes, I get it though. That you you kind of see them on a daily basis, so it's like second nature to you now. So it's not as of course, unless it's a new person, and you know, maybe let's say it was a big big superstar that came in here that everybody was thinking that we wasn't again the big hype is about it, maybe. But you know, especially you just doing it on your regular, I get it. So. Let's go ahead and see. We got some comments in the chat to see if anybody wants to say anything. I just seen everybody saying hello, Kelly. Hello. Um, now this a little bit excited. I'm gonna go ahead and put a picture up though for that because that announcement was probably the most exciting thing I heard. Because <laughs> um, a days ago, yep. She recently um came on the show, uh, what a couple about a month ago, mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't even know this is what we were trying to get to. Like, what's your next move? What's happening? <laughs> hush, hush. Zip, yep. But right here. So, <laughs> Woo! Brand, but yes, the special announcement about you and Tori oh, for Rise Up Tonight. And that comes on Fridays, everybody. So, y'all tune into that. It's at midnight. You don't, you know, stay up. I know you go out and party, but at least set <laughs> your alarms have it on your streaming service or whatever, and make sure y'all tuning in because this here is totally amazing. And um, of course you announced that Tori 
and will be joining you this season on the Rise Up tonight. Um, tell us how it feels to be the only local sports show covering the Falcons that's hosted by women. And that is huge. And I wanted to bring up a picture while you're speaking. I think this is a cute little picture. I actually love that picture. Uh, We have such a fun time with those photo shoots, like throwing the football around. Uh, If anyone out there knows DJ Shockley, he was at our our photo shoot too, because he's our main sports anchor. And I actually uh, threw the ball at him to see what his reflexes were like, and I hit him in the head. So um, I kind of have a good arm. You could say that. But uh, (laughs) so, no, we always have fun at those photo shoots. But to answer your question, I am so, 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 so excited and honored to have Tori um, join me on Rise Up tonight. Um, it is incredible to be able to feel like I am able to give someone that kind of opportunity. I'm really passionate about women in sports and elevating women's voices in oh, sports wait. and, you know, not pulling up the ladder behind me when I climb up it. That's something I'm super passionate about. And so to be able to have her join me on my show is just like a tremendous honor. And she is beyond talented like we were talking before we went live here she is more talented than she even knows and um i'm so excited to see her grow in this role too she's gonna be fantastic um and she's you know a great football mind you know anyone who reads her stuff on atlantafalcons.com knows she knows what she's oh, talking oh about. man it's like it's the, you know, know, it's i love yeah. to watch her articles and especially that dean mm-hmm. Beasley, that oh yeah that was, that was great that yes. was great that and was great James oh my gosh he's like, in the pod i love that <laughs> that was so great um yeah no she's fantastic and you can tell her dad was a high school football coach for most of her life and she sat there and watched film with him I got mm-hmm. a chance to meet him the other day he's awesome and um at training camp and yeah um you know that shows that she really really understands this game um really understands the players and like the people side of it which is something I'm super passionate about but what you can kind of expect on the show is I always tell people it's kind of our counterpunch to a late night show but with obviously Falcons football being the focus so we go up against Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy Fallon all those shows on Friday nights at midnight and we consistently beat them in the ranking ratings last year and the year before that so that's super exciting hopefully we can continue that trend but um yeah, so we have on like a, you know, a celebrity or influencer type guest in the Atlanta space. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like our guests, like, you know, you think of the late night shows, a person coming in. Um, we talk about, you know, Falcons fits, the fashion statements they're making off the field. We talk about uh, what they're doing in the community, volunteering, giving back as far as the players and the organization itself. We obviously talk about football, and what they're doing on the field. Um, we have a fun question of the week segment, which is something always random, like, uh, they've been doing like the whiteboard questions on their social media. It's kind of like that. Yeah, they yeah. ran off the wall questions. Uh, so the players really like enjoy doing those. And um, yeah, it's and this year actually we're introducing a new segment, which if anyone who knows anything about the Falcons, they know that Arthur Smith is a, not a fan of hot takes and narratives. And he's always talking about those. <laughs> um, it, it takes him about five seconds into each press conference before he brings up one of those words. Um, but me and Tori have a good time with that. And we're actually going to do a hot takes segment uh, on this show. That's it's not going to be, you know, Stephen A. Smith or anything, but um, we're kind of going to have fun with the fact that Arthur Smith hates narratives and put that in the show. So oh, I love that you brought yeah. that up, you know, because there is a quite of Arthur Smith. He's a very interesting guy in those press conferences and <laughs> he's not going to give you what you think you you're trying to get out of him and he'll let you know i'm not going to answer that question why you ask me again you can tell that he's just all about business no yeah. nonsense and i love it so I, I just it's 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 amazing how you guys kind of um 
wiggle around that, you know, because you're not going to get what you want in that question and answer, but you know, you make the best of it in your articles and things like that. So it's like, I know that's pretty interesting to be dealing with. Terry, too, because I think he's starting to catch on to how Arthur Smith answered questions. Yeah. Well, I, I actually really enjoy Arthur Smith. I, he's so sarcastic and dry, and you really have to, like, know that, or else you think he's kind of being a jerk, maybe. <laughs> but, like, I enjoy him so much. His press conferences literally make me laugh out loud, and I can't think of another coach recently that I've covered that makes me laugh out loud in his press conferences. Like the other day I was asking about the secondary and Darren Hall had been telling me, I posted this story online yesterday. He'd been telling me, Oh, you know, the secondary is kind of playing with a new swagger. That's kind of why mm -hmm. we're kind of getting a little more competitive on the field. You know, we're talking trash a little bit more. Mm -hmm. He used the word swagger. So I asked Arthur Smith about it and he literally goes, I don't even know what the definition of swagger is. And it was so funny. I just busted out laughing because it's just, he's so like, I don't even know what the word is, but he's just so dry about that stuff. I, I enjoy him a lot. And we want to get right into, since you don't went into it, training camp. Yes, ma'am. And we actually have a super chat. So I think I want to get to that first, Lisa. Okay, um, go ahead. We really yeah. wanted to um, just get your thoughts on training camp for the most part. Um, now we have a super chat and get that real quick. And thank you for that. Uh, let me see who that is. Dwayne Bodie. Why does the national experts feels like the Falcons will only win two games with more talent versus winning seven games with less talent? Thank you for the $10. Once again, Dwayne, that's a great uh, question. what do you think about that? That is a good question. Um, I think the, uh, the sentiment in the national pundits or, you know, whatever you want to call them, tapping heads, they don't see the team up close, obviously. I think yeah. this team's going to be a lot more competitive than people are kind of giving them credit for. I think, you know, there's obvious big holes on this roster. I mean, we're not going to, like, beat around the bush. That's very true. There's a lot of big holes and a lot of battles that need to shake out in camp before we can all really even know where this team is at. More than most teams, this team has a lot to figure out between now and week one. And I think, for me, it's hard to kind of gauge what – the winning number might be on this year just because I literally don't know like who's going to start on this offensive line. We literally don't know. So there's, and there's so many factors at play. I'm not trying to like cop out of the answer, but um, I think that the national pundits say two games because, you know, you look at their schedule, it's a lot harder this year than it was last year. Um, you know, in having a kind of uh, question mark at quarterback, if you will, you have Marcus Mariota, you have Desmond Ritter, but Marcus Mariota is probably going to start the season, yes, but how long will he be effective? You know, there's so many factors at play that it's kind of – it's really hard to project this team, in my opinion. And, well, you know, some of your updates or highlights, of course, injuries and players who have stood out for you so far, you know, just a basic, you know, summary of what you got from training camp. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the two quarterbacks, it's been interesting to watch them. It's – really interesting because they are so similar um, in their demeanor, in their delivery, in their kind of charisma, in the way they carry themselves on the field. They're both super similar. So it is kind of hard to project, like, will one take, you know, will Desmond Ritter be the starter later in the season? Maybe it's hard to tell. Um, but there's so many things around them that are yet to take place that it's hard to project where they might be. I mean, the running game, who's going to be your starting running back? Maybe Damian Williams? You don't know. So that's a big part of the offense. Obviously, a lot of Arthur Smith's offense runs through the run game. Yep. And then obviously the offensive line, nothing can be successful if that offensive line isn't successful. And we don't really know what's going on with that quite yet. So there's a lot of factors at play that I'm kind of keeping an eye on. Obviously, the edge rusher is 
Everyone wants to see those sacks. You oh know, my everyone, everyone, it's hard to go. It's hard to go anywhere but up. You know, from mm -hmm. last season. But yeah. someone to keep in mind: this is a really, really young group. I mean, you have a true rookie in Arnold Ebikati. You have D'Angelo Malone. Maybe could be a factor. Ade Ogundeji. You hope he steps up, but he's he's young as well. I mean, this is a really young group. Uh, Lorenzo Carter. I think mm -hmm. he's gonna, he's one of my favorite moves they made this offseason. Um, just his also his presence and the way he carries himself. He's really good for this defense. I think kind of helping them kind of come together. Um, it's weird to think that the secondary might be one of the deepest groups on the team after the year they had last year, um, but that's kind of where it's at. Um, you know, there's there's so many things that have yet to be figured out. Um, I think the, the, you know, people that fans are always watching are Drake London, Kyle Pitts, right? Like those are the two biggest guys on the offense that you're kind of watching. And I think both those guys are as advertised. Kyle Pitts looks just like how Pitts, you expect him to look, right? He's been making plays. He's been looking really good in those one-on-one -on -one kind of drills. Drake London, I think, has been looking pretty good as well. for. Yeah, a he's been getting a lot of buzz. Um, yeah, he's been looking really well, I think, at this stage for a rookie. He is just as big as advertised. I mean, sometimes with these guys, you wonder, does that speed, does that size translate on the field? And I've really seen that be the case with him. Um, so I'm excited to see what they can kind of do with him. He could play inside outside. I mean, he's, he's a really cool weapon for Arthur Smith to have. Um, but the run game also, like I mentioned, that's going to be a big factor in yeah. how successful this offense can be. And I have a, a question for one time for the fan, you know, y'all check out his podcast as well with their podcast, excuse me. Um, would like to hear Kelly's thoughts on the nickel corner situation with Isaiah Oliver. I am really excited to see what he does this season. Um, you know, his injury last year was so unfortunate because it felt like things were just starting to click with him and he was really starting to get comfortable in his role and in Dean Pease's defense. And I think we're also seeing that with the entire defense. They're all way more comfortable with Dean Pease's scheme. Dean himself has even said, we're going to open up the playbook a lot more this year than we could last year. So I think that's obviously a benefit for the entire defense, but I'm excited to see Isaiah. And I mean, he's obviously motivated as well to, to be in the mix. I mean, he's kind of, he's going to be fighting for a spot to, to get reps, right? Like he's obviously going to be on the roster, but to be one of the guys that makes an impact, that's something he really wants to do. And I think that he's really motivated to do that too. Do you have anything, Lisa? Because I wanted to ask a question, just kind of getting to that defense, and then we'll move to the final question. Do you have anything else? Yeah, I mean, the Debo question. Um, how or what can you tell us about, you know, what's going on there? We really haven't gotten a lot of updates, and if anyone's been watching, you know, the press conferences, they, they shut it down almost yeah. when it's asked about. Um, but, you know, he is on the PUP list. Um, you know, I did see him check into camp. Uh, I don't even remember what day that was. It was like two weeks ago, whatever that first report day was. Um, I mean, he was there. He reported. Um, but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And, I mean, you know, is there a front office move to be made there? Yeah. You got to, I mean, I'm sure they're answering calls and trying to see what the best situation might be there. Yeah, I got it. And, and as you talk about Drake London, um, the Falcons posted a picture, I guess, um, Roddy oh, White was at training camp yeah. yesterday. I've met Roddy. He is not a small man. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> man, Drake. That was a crazy picture. That was a crazy picture. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the it's kind of like the Aaron Judge and uh, Jose Altuve picture that she, that like went viral a couple of years ago. You're yeah, like, I remember. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a question. Um, you mentioned Dean Pease and just that whole um, Grady Jarrett and Dean Pease. Just that whole 
the defense period it's just the way did you see that speech that dean Pease? he was oh right. man he was i was ready to tackle somebody after hearing that. <laughs> like, smith and <laughs> dean Pease is really getting these players just you know i'm excited i'm ready to suit up you know just hearing that yeah and I, that's something that you saw a lot of people talk about you know at the beginning of camp like especially the new uh veterans they kind of brought in the offseason acquisitions that you know like Rashawn Evans who played with Dean Pease in a in a previous time and he was like that's why I came here is because Dean Pease is an amazing coach he's an amazing guy I want to be a part of what they're building here you know his scheme really works he, he works with the scheme to make it fit certain guys and there's guys that really benefit from that and have seen, obviously Rashawn Evans had one of the best years of his career under peas. So he wanted to come back and join him. Um, but a lot of guys have mentioned that that was a big factor for them was him being here. And I think that's going to be really big for this team just to have that, um, that, that leadership too. I mean, that side of the ball is so young um, in a lot of places to have a guy like that kind of mentoring them and bringing them along is important. Mm -hmm. You yeah. can develop that, you know, over yeah. time. So it's like, we got to be patient right now. I mean, I don't see just two wins, but we also got to understand these are young guys, um, just getting to know the team. Um, some veterans is coming in, trying to get adjusted. You know, quarterback situation, we don't know what's going to happen. So we just have to be optimistic, but we also have to be out there and be a support fans. We got to really, that's what's going to get them that motivation, that gusto to go you know but let's yeah. go ahead and get to that final one because i know we're coming down to our final little few minutes of the night with well, the evening getting ready to go into that let's talk about the last bit of it um you already mentioned kyle pitts um just basically the, the favorites of training camp so far um talk to us about seeing the fans of flowery branch yeah there seem to be some really good attendance and a lot of fan enthusiasm tell us a little bit about that just firsthand yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely jacks up the environment. I mean, everyone heard about that Saturday where the fight happened and there was a great crowd. You oh, know, yeah. oh that was two, two, um, four TV. We was definitely on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our robbery's looking at that and making comments about they fighting, you know, and on, in Tampa Canada. Bay posted about our little skirmish. I was oh, like, really? You guys are not having a training camp, Bucks? Like, leave us alone. We good in A. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I did a story on this this past Monday, you know, after it had happened. That's what the Falcons want. They want that competitive energy. They want that competitive juice. And these guys, I'm telling you, this is a very different vibe than I've seen mm -hmm. the last two, three years here because of that. Like everyone, and you think about how many guys are on one year, two year deals, yeah. kind of yeah, trying to prove themselves. To prove it. How many guys are maybe on the last leg of their career or a new mm -hmm. opportunity that they're trying to take advantage of. There are so many guys on this team that have a lot to prove, that chip on their shoulder. And you really feel that there. I mean, there's there's so many guys on this team have talked about this feels like college football again we're trash talking we're having fun together like that is a really rare vibe to have I mean even Cordero Patterson first day he reported talked about I wanted to come back so bad to this team because I, I'm having fun again like I'm having fun that. playing this game again and um to talk about the favorites I mean I think Patterson's obviously everyone's kind of favorite and he literally leaves practice in the middle of practice to go sign autographs, and autographs. Mm -hmm. it's amazing to see I mean no one has job security like that man on that field so he gets to go do that so <laughs> it's funny to see um but yeah I it's it's you know, even if the team doesn't win a bunch of games and if they're a top five draft pick or whatever they might end up being, they're still going to be interesting and there's still going to be growth. And I think that's really important to keep in mind with this team is they are in the middle of a rebuild, whether they want to call it that or not, that's where they're at. And, you know, seeing progress is what you want to see at this stage. 
Will it be 10 wins? Probably not. But guess what? There's probably going to be some progress made this year. And maybe you get to 10 wins next year. And then the year after that. And then the year after that. That's what they're trying to build here. Oh, absolutely. Um, and some of this one is here, just kind of going into Grady Jarrett again. Do you see him um, having a breakout season? Because honestly, I love the leadership that he's presenting right now. It, just mm -hmm. in those press conferences. He's basically like he said that Office Smith called them out and was like, yeah. You got to prove it too. So you got to mm -hmm. be that leader for the team because if you're not on your game, of course, everybody falls behind you. And we don't have those true leaders. We didn't have it, I didn't feel, in the locker room previous to this. This is how yeah. I feel. Yeah, the leadership part of Grady is obviously a big part of who he is. And he motivates the guys around him just like being himself and knowing that he was that fifth round pick, that guy that everyone kind of doubted, and now he's pro bowler, right? So yeah. he's the kind of guy that – like we're talking about these kind of prove it on the fringe kind of guys look to him and say, man, like he's, he's a guy I want to be like, I want to emulate him. He's a great leader, not only vocally, but by example, just because of what he's been able to do with his hard work and just being the true pro that he is. Um, as for a breakout year, I feel like it's going to be tough. Cause it's not like it's, he's going to be triple teamed, you know, every, <laughs> every, every time um, it's going to be hard. I, that's another battle. That's going to be very interesting to see what happens on the defensive line. Who else, who else can be a guy beside him? Is Marlon Davidson going to maybe be the guy that they hoped he would be? We just don't know what's going to happen there. Um, and obviously all the attention is going to be on Grady if no one else steps up. Right. Lisa, you got any last minute words? Well, one thing for me, and we kind of touched on it a little bit, is talking about folks that want to be here. Dean Pease came out of retirement, you know, to, you know, come to Atlanta. Um, CP was holding up signs. I want to be back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, for a team that a lot of the, you know, mainstream media acts like, you know, we're just like the lowest of the low. I am glad that we do have people in the organization that want to be here. And I think that mm -hmm. does show up. And I think it also, you know, we have a lot of young faces on that team for them to see. And that was another thing, too. I, I, I'm glad that, you know, the fans came out, you know, to training camp so that they know that Atlanta is a place where we like our we want our football team to succeed. And even though we get a bad rep, there is a core of us that, you know, we go to the road games, you know, we support mm -hmm. the team by going to training camp, oh, yeah. you know, we're going to the bands, you know what I'm saying? So heavily invested in the Falcons. I'm excited. I'm ready for Falcons football. I will be in Detroit on next Woo! Friday for our preseason yeah. game. So I'm just like all about it. Let's go Falcons and Kelly, Let's go. you know, we, we are so happy that you were able to join us today to give us a little bit of your insight of, you know, what you've seen over, you know, the last couple of weeks at uh, Flowery Branch. And I Absolutely. know you're going to be fairly busy. Are you going to be there August 15th for the open practice? No. I am not. I actually have to cover the Braves that day because so many things are going on in Atlanta. So many things. meet you someday, but I'm so happy to at least meet you virtually. We yes. Thank you once again. Welcome to Atlanta Falcons Nation. You are welcome at any time. I know it's a busy, busy season, so it'll probably be after season. But anytime and you we'll want to And we'll be checking out Rise Up Tonight with you and Tori. Oh, yeah. We'd love to see it. Thank so you, guys. Fridays, everybody, mark that down in your calendars. Midnight, so don't miss it. Thank you. I'd love to have you and Tori on at the same time. We, would have we to can make that, that happen for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you. I'm, thank you. You can take your time and your day, and you have a wonderful one. Thank you, Thank Kelly. you, guys. Thank you. All right, guys. So we've had Kelly on the show, and Kelly. Just, um, I wanted to just go ahead and give a little uh, 
promo to uh we do have some falcons of afn merchandise everyone afn gear everyone now and of course it has my name miss maggie t on the back i'm excited uh, me and Lisa will debut that and be wearing it for August 15th for open practice. Um, you can actually, I'm going to put her um, Instagram. Well, actually check the description of this video. Her Instagram is already posted. Her, um, she is uh, Kiki's Creations on Facebook and Instagram. But I, I met message her through Instagram. She is quick, fast, in a hurry. You guys get your gear. And of course, it don't have to be AFN gear, but she do custom make all types of apparel for you so if you guys want you know a little bit of merchandise y'all reach out to kiki's um and creations so it's in the description let me go ahead and grab it on the um and i'll put it in the chat too but lisa any last words for you i just wanted to kind of advertise just a little bit i mean you know this was a great opportunity for us you know um women in sports you know representing out here um and you know falcons football is here y'all one more week one we have more. our first 2022 opponent oh yeah absolutely her work is impeccable oh yeah i love it i love it i pulled it out i was like oh man but i was like i didn't get i saw lisa with her jersey so i said i'll just wear it for august 15th i'm excited you guys this is beautiful beautiful definitely get in that description but that's all we got for you yep. today people we got um thursday night you already know the dirty bird thursdays is tonight at we actually moved it up because of a hall of fame game tonight so it will be at six o'clock eastern don't miss it the crew they're going to bring y'all some more training camp breakdown you know we got a little bit from kelly but we appreciate you guys once again and please if you're on facebook instagram and twitch come on over to youtube and hit that subscribe button we truly appreciate you guys once again until the next time I'm Miss Maggie T. I am Lisa. And we're out. AFN, rise up, people. Thank <laughs> Thank you, Commander. I appreciate you for sharing our things and, you know, watching today. I'm glad to see you in the chat for the first time. Everybody else, thank you. You loving the show? I love it, too. Thanks, Coach Unchained. And we're out, people. Thank you.